0: are listening to The Concierge on Monocle Radio. Coming up on today's programme, we stop off at the Greek island of Santorini for some classy summer sun. From Sydney to Vienna, we put your questions to our concierge service. We unearth the finest delights Perugia has to offer. Umbria
1: cuisine has a very strong taste uh, because uh, it's a region, the green heart of Italy. Veal ossobuco with mashed potato is one of our uh, best
0: dishes. And Monocle's music curator will be here to talk about how One Paris Hotel is giving elevator music a new reputation.
2: At the beginning, when we start to work on this competition, I try to find the good songs and we arrive at the end and then we uh, we finish the, the disc.
0: That is all to come on the concierge in association with Allianz Partners. Welcome to The Concierge on Monocle Radio with me, Robert Bounds. And we start the programme today on the Greek island of Santorini, where tourist numbers are already buzzing on the famous Cycladic island with its pretty towns and villages featuring the famous whitewashed houses and blue domed churches. And to paint a picture of life on the island in June is Theodora Minderhood, who's hotel manager of Catechias Santorini. Um, Theodora, lovely to have you on the programme. Welcome to the show. And can you give us a little bit of a background on what you can see from your radio eerie on santorini today
3: it's lovely to be here um, thank you very much well i'd say santorini at the moment has clear skies the temperature is incredible for a lovely swim in the pool incredible views over the volcanoes and the caldera and uh, catamaran boats i'm um, doing their cruises in the aegean sea
0: So basically, your office, are you boasting? You're just saying your office is nicer than ours here? It sounds like wonderful stuff. It is not just, of course, a busman's holiday, I suppose, for you as well. But give us a bit of a sense of whereabouts in the Cycladic season we are and where in your season are we in June?
3: Well, at the moment, I'd say that we're at the start of the season for the Isle of Santorini. It has started to get, um, well, we've been waiting for it to get as busy as it is now, It's a perfect time, I'd recommend, for uh, guests visiting the island because it's not too busy, not too quiet. So you're somewhere in the middle. Sweet spot, Um, we like that. So, yeah, it's great. I mean, tours around the island can be made quite comfortably, not too much traffic here and there. The wineries on the island are incredible, um, archaeological sites as well. So it's a perfect time um, to visit the island
0: perfect. And I guess you mentioned that sweet spot between it being getting very, very busy and it being sort of almost spring-like in its busyness. How do you handle that at the hotel, at Catechies? I mean, you're an exclusive place yourself and you're presumably fairly selective also with some of the people that come and stay. But how do you keep, are you in the business of keeping people apart or of, of putting people together? Because there's not a huge amount of shared space at Catechies, is it? And I guess that sort of plays, into its role as a private haven for your guests?
3: To be honest, um, even though we're located in Ia, the busiest part of Santorini and the most visited, I'd say, and we're located at the start of the pedestrian street, when you walk inside the hotel, it's a completely different atmosphere. The hotel having three pools and two separate decks, basically, gives you the opportunity of more space. So even though the town is busy, you don't feel it inside the property.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a wonderful place to be. And just the numbers on those separate decks and around the pool and stuff, they seem to police themselves. It's a kind of, it never feels overrun. Do you have to, is that something, (laughs) is that because you are in charge of a well-oiled machine, Theodora, or Um, is it just the way that the guests behave naturally?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to think so. But what we do is the three different pools we have, they're all three different vibes, depending on the mood of the guests. So we've got an upbeat pool area, where obviously if you want to listen to music a bit louder, have your nice cocktail overlooking the caldera, that would be the spot. We've got a second pool, which is more relaxing. So we have got lounge music, ideal for reading a book. And then we've got a third pool, which is completely quiet. So we do have different, basically, options for our guests, depending on uh, what they're looking for.
0: So you've got all the courses and it just depends on the horses. Okay. Ex- I- <laughs> You can put it that way. I'm afraid we have put it that way. Um, And I guess visits to the Greek islands, even Santorini, are all about that sort of the hidden beach, the island off another island, the unspoilt gem so much of the time as well. And a lot of people come to Santorini and it's the only island they might visit on a Greek holiday. How do you apportion who gets your kind of greatest hits of your little black book, Theodora? Because it is, these these little unspoilt beaches and, and off out-of-the-way places are fought over tooth and nail come high season. So how do you decide who to give the coordinates to?
3: Well, from the minute that our uh, guests will walk in the hotel, I'm always there to greet them. And I always ask them if there's an itinerary they've booked. If not, through our Catechius Club, through our experiences, which uh, include yachts, tours around the island as well, wineries, wine tours. That's how we make sure that the guests have the opportunity to experience Santorini, basically secret gems of Santorini. That's what we offer to them. With a cruise, uh, with one of our motor yachts in the caldera that will take them into small coves where you can't go by car or uh, walking there. They can have lunch or dinner on board to a winery tour that they can end up in uh, Cellini, which is one of the oldest, I'd say, restaurants, which is located at the moment in a 16th century monastery. So guests have the opportunity to have a beautiful wine tasting in one of the oldest caves in Santorini.
0: Beautiful. And on the subject of food and drink, we wanted to get your lowdown, Theodora, on a couple of on a couple of the things. Maybe they're new things or they're things from the last couple of seasons. Maybe they are Santorini classics. Maybe you could give our, our listeners two or three of your sort of top picks for, for eating and drinking. And perhaps also that thing that we're all looking for, which is a great place to tan away from the kind of crazy busyness of Santorini occasionally. So let's start off with the food and drink.
3: Well, we've expanded Catechias in our collaboration with Michelin star chef, Ettore Bottrini. So for dining experiences, I would highly recommend Cellini Restaurant, located, as I mentioned previously, in the 16th century monastery, in a yard with a lovely fountain in the middle. Apart from that, you've also got Kukumavlos, which is located in Catechias Chromata, which has mesmerizing views, I'd say, over the volcanoes located in the center of uh, basically the caldera. It's the highest peak of Santorini, and the sunset from there is beautiful. If we'd like to go for something more casual, something more traditional, we head down to Amoudi Bay, which is a lovely bay area located close to Ia. We've got various fish taverns in a row, so you're located right next to the sea, which gives you a completely different feel to the island.
0: So you've steered us well away from the father bean trail there. Um, thank you very much for your take on Santorini and for giving us a little guided tour, indeed, of Catechies. Uh, thank you very much to Theodora Minderhood, who is hotel manager of Catechies Santorini. Coming up next on The Concierge, we're opening up our very own concierge desk. And now to our very own Little Black Book, the part of the programme where we look to our correspondents across the world to answer your questions. The concierge desk is open for business. Oh, I love that sound effect. First up on the line is Niklas Langer from Essen in Germany. Niklas, welcome to the programme. Do you mind if we call you Nick? That's absolutely fine. Hey, Rob. Nice talking to you, Nick. Thanks for letting us be colloquial. This is after all a travel show. So we wanna we wanna feel like the sun's on our back. Um, how is the Ruhr this early summer? It is treating us nicely.
4: Finally, summer has indeed arrived and we can actually see a couple of blue skies and sun rays on our skyline.
0: Nice. But you know what? It's like being in England, Nick. It's never enough. We need to go somewhere. So what? what is your question for our concierge service?
4: Indeed, while it's summer over here, I'm looking already towards winter and trying to escape the winter as soon as I can. Trying to head to the other side of the world, towards Sydney. So uh, if you could kindly point me towards any good places to grab a coffee or some lovely spots for dinner, that would be much appreciated.
0: OK, well, with the lowdown on Sydney is Monocle's very own Grace Charlton for you, Nick.
5: Hi, Nikki. Lucky you. Sydney boasts a strong cafe culture that is almost as strong as those flat whites Australians are now world renowned for. If you're looking for your fill in the eastern suburbs of the city, you could probably just walk for five minutes before finding a welcoming stool to perch on with a caffeinated beverage. Honestly, you really cannot go too wrong. Barzura on Coogee Beach is a local institution. Settle in for brunch with a view of the ocean, and why not order some ricotta hotcakes or the cafe's signature Nazi goreng while you're there? In trendy Potts Point, swing by room 10, glider, or primary coffee roasters. And if you find yourself on the dog-friendly beach of Rose Bay, Sonoma Bakery is our top pick. Finally, in the freshly refurbished Bondi Pavilion, Glory Days is serving lattes with a view of one of the most iconic beaches in the world. With its postcard-worthy beaches and eucalyptus-lined streets, the leafy northern beaches of Sydney have an outdoorsy charm. In past years, the neighborhood has begun to attract its own creative scene, and now boasts some excellent restaurants with laid-back appeal. The waterfront cafe in Church Point has an excellent bouillabaisse. Buster in upscale Manly serves up tasty pasta, and Bar Alvina in Avalon is a firm dinner and drinks favorite for locals and visitors alike. And in between brekkies and dinners, we recommend venturing to the Art Gallery of New South Wales's monumental new wing designed by Tokyo-based architecture firm Sana and catching an exhibition. Other areas of the city that are worth visiting include Newtown and Surrey Hills, but we'll leave it there.
0: OK, she's going to leave it there, um, Nick. She called you Nicky. How many nicknames are you prepared to have on this radio show? <laughs> 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 depending on much more time we have to chat here but, yeah um, we can probably shift between a few we're fr- we're all friends here so that was Grace charlton in sydney well that's a nice little rundown for you and that's a great shout australia in the winter when are you planning on going off Nick?
4: planning to head down there in october for a big tech conference that's going to take place there around middle of october i believe so uh not too long ago but for now i'm trying to enjoy a little bit of summer over here but then already Much looking forward to finally heading back down under again.
0: Well, Nick, thank you very much for your call. Thanks for listening to the concierge. Thank you for your question. And enjoy the summer in Essen and enjoy the winter in Sydney, as recommended by Monocle's Grace Charlton. That was Nick on the line from Essen in Germany. And next up on the concierge service, we have Cédric Jamet from Lille.
2: Dear Monocle concierge, I'm going to Vienna, Australia for a conference for one week. I would have some spare time and I would like some advice. I'm really interested in food and microbreweries. So if you know good places, let me know. Thank you very much.
0: And who better plays for this than Monocle's Vienna and Central Europe correspondent Alexei Korolev? Dear Cédric, first of all, thank you for
6: your question. Now, let me begin by saying that whatever line of work you're in, It's not surprising to me that your event is taking place here in Vienna, because according to a survey by the International Congress and Convention Association, the Austrian capital is the world's top conference destination, but we all knew that. Now, there's of course much more to this city than its event-hosting know-how. Culture is another area where it excels, so if it's museums you're after, then you can't go wrong with Vienna's dedicated museum quarter, the Museumsquartier or MQ. It's got everything from architecture and design to contemporary art to the superstars of Austria's Van der Siecle, Egon Schiele and Gustav Klimt. Across the street from the MQ is another important cultural institution, the Kunsthistorisches, or Art Historical Museum, which features the world's largest collection of Bruegel. And a couple of minutes away from that, across the majestic Park, is the Albertina Museum, with its rooms of French Impressionism and the Russian avant-garde. As for food you should definitely try a Kesekreiner, or cheese sausage, at one of Vienna's many street corner sausage stands. As a matter of fact, there's one just outside the Albertina, if Malevich makes you peckish. But if you want something more substantial, make sure to book a table at Skopik and Lohn, the icon of Vienna's restaurant scene that offers top-quality Austrian cuisine with a modern twist. Its Schnitzel with potato salad comes highly recommended. Now, with beer, you're really spoiled for choice here. It's everywhere. But if you want a relaxed atmosphere and good music to go with it, the 7th District, Neubau, which begins right behind the MQ, is the place to go. Café Europa in the Zollergasse is my personal favourite. And just in time for your visit, a new bar-cum-gallery called Atlas, just opened in the
0: Neustiftgasse. So bon voyage and gute Reise, and see you in Vienna. Thank you to Alexei Korilov and indeed to Cédric Germain from Lille for his question there. And if you have a question for the concierge, do write to us. Send your questions to concierge at monocle.com. So my thanks to our concierge team, Grace Charlton and Alexei Korilov. Stay with us because up next, we head to Perugia. Thank you. With its ancient walls, papal fortress and creative quarter all waiting to be discovered, is Umbria's two-and-a-half-thousand-year-old capital Perugia, the perfect getaway all year round. We sent the producer of this programme, Tom Webb, to find out exactly why it remains Italy's best-kept secret. Until now.
7: For a taste of true Italy away from the droves of tourists and selfie sticks, Perugia is the city of choice, with its regional airport or spectacular direct train routes from neighbouring Florence. Start the day early for a free and personal tour of the one-of-a-kind Didita Prozetti workshop, where you may bump into Weaver Marta Cucchia.
8: This beautiful building is a church, the first Franciscan church in Perugia, one of the oldest in Italy. St. Francis used to sleep and pray in this place and the Franciscans started to build this church in the 12th, 12th. This is really important because in general churches are built after the death of the saint. No, this church they started to build during the life of St. Francis. With Napoleon, the church was closed, and I'm so lucky because the city of Perugia started to use this huge building for factories. Then you can see the windows are not original. It's a new Gothic style. They opened them to put a light in the studio, and uh, there were so many factories. The last studio was a pottery ceramics studio. They went bankrupt, and my father I'm a lucky woman bought all the properties of this factory. The tradition of weaving in, in Umbria is so, so old. In the medieval time, Perugia was so famous for our production, where medieval Perugian tablecloth are featured in uh, so many different kinds of pieces of art, frescoes fresco of Giotto, Ghirlandaio, Simone Martini, The Last Supper of Leonardo da Vinci. And suddenly we lost this tradition to the centuries. And at the beginning of the 20th century, my great-grandmother decided to give a new life to this old tradition and give an uh, opportunity to work, to have a salary for the poor women in the countryside. And then now, today, we are still producing fabrics with the medieval technique, with a pedal loom, original from 1750, more or less, and reproduce again our medieval fabrics. Not only, of course, we make fabrics for the home decor, for scarves, bags, we do everything. And we became, thanks to this beautiful location, a tourist attraction. And then we work a lot welcoming people from everywhere.
7: Other items for your shopping cart can be found at the wonderful independent newsstand Edicola 518, founded by
9: Antonio Brizzioli. Most of these kiosks, which are very, let's say, traditional in the Italian milieu of the 20th century, are now closing down day by day. And this was uh, an abandoned one uh, just uh, in front of the, let's say, main uh, church of the city and yeah, we bought it for a few (laughs) euros and uh, we started to do something which is at the same time, let's say, coherent with the idea of the Italian kiosk and newsagent because we we deal with uh, paper, with uh, newspapers, uh, with magazines, with books, but at the same time we don't work with the main distribution of all the Italian newsstands and so we just uh, selected a series of uh, independent magazines and books we loved And we still love and create uh, like uh, let's say uh, dream kiosk (laughs) and this this was very appreciated so month by month and year by year we built uh, and uh, like like made uh, this idea more uh, powerful and the selection more uh, strong and now after like seven years a reference point in italy for independent publishing for like artists' books, fanzines, self-productions, and like uh, a way of doing culture uh, in the skin of the city. The place
7: for a relaxed dinner of traditional Umbrian cuisine can only be Alberto Nora's Civico 25. It opened in 2001, uh, first of all,
1: like a wine bar, and then it uh, became something more. Uh, more for restaurant uh, with always uh, good wine. Umbria Cuisine is uh, a very strong taste uh, because uh, it's a region, the green heart of Italy, famous for this uh, slogan, that we don't have the sea, we have uh, the very important, the pork, the lamb, the cats, uh, Norcia is uh, very close to here, Uh, the cheese. uh, We have also a lake, but uh, yes, uh, here we are more for meat. The cook is from Campello sul Clitunno, that is near Spoleto, the place where the other partner is. So it's a strong taste here. Sometimes we made the, the meatballs with the head of the lamb, so cheek, tongue and brain. This was a very, very nice starter. And second, uh, now Faraona gilifao is uh, very, very nice, That was the one that you tried tonight. Also the Osso Veal, with mashed potato, is one of our best dishes, who is uh, in the list uh, since 2001.
7: End your evening with Amaro, or, if like me, you prefer a glass of Italian wine, it's a short walk to the wonderful Venti Vino. Tom Webb, reporting for Monocle from Perugia.
0: Thank you very much to this show's producer, Tom Webb, for reporting there. And up next, it's a special kind of in-crowd.
6: Just like the Monocle team, Allianz Partners is committed to helping you build exceptional experiences. Allianz Partners' reputation for excellence and the continuous drive to innovate means the business is uniquely equipped to accompany its partners and customers with their ever-changing travel needs. So get out there and visit the places, enjoy the experiences and meet the people changing the world of hospitality for the better. Allianz partners get the most out of your experience with peace of mind.
0: In Paris, you can forget elevator music because Hotel Amour has launched its first music compilation, curating an album of talents from the electro-pop and rock scenes. Made up of 20 tracks, half of which have never been released before, you can expect Mickey, Metier Mirage, Baxter Jury and La Femme, with the album cover design entrusted to the artistic director and co-founder of Hotel Amour, André Saraiva. With me in the studio to talk more about hotel music is Monocle's own music curator, Fernando Augusto pacheco Welcome to the concierge Fay, lovely to have you on the program. This is a lovely idea to explore. And to go to Paris to explore, I expect, as well.
10: Of course. And and Rob, I've been to Hotel Amour before, funnily enough, for a story from Monaco. We interviewed Corinne, a French pop star there, because it's a hotel very much associated with music. Mm. But then you know, I came across accidentally, I just realised they launched a compilation called the Hotel Amour compilation, and I was listening to it. I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. And actually, as I said, I've been to the hotel, I could see that the soundtrack is amazing. Who is doing that? So I was very curious. So I decided you know, I asked the hotel and they said it's a guy called Eddie Mm Megraoui. He's the music director for the Hotel Zamour. They have one in Paris and they have one at the Côte d'Azur as well. And I thought it was fantastic. And I said, tell me more about the idea. You wanted to release a physical album. I think it's very cool because you can stay at a hotel and then like, I'll take the music with me as well.
0: It's such a lovely idea. Yeah. And it's presumably such a lovely purchase because you, you'll always remember that holiday, that weekend, whatever you were doing through putting the CD on at home, right? So it's, it's a super lovely idea. And you've made a bit of a package for us, I believe. Yes, I had
10: a nice chat too with Eddie and I hope we have some clips of some of the tracks in the, in the compilation as well.
0: Take it away.
2: my job consists to have a vision about the music in the uh, hotels. We have uh, three hotels in France, two in Paris and one in Nice, south of France. And yeah, my work uh, consists to, to have a vision about all the sound of the music when you you have a, an experience uh, at the hotel.
10: I was going to ask, Eddie, does your music taste connect to the hotel's vibe as well? Because, you know, it might not work in a different hotel, but I think it works perfectly for hotels, Amour, kind of, Sexy, fun, modern as well.
2: Yes, uh, this is my test. But um, I started to, to work with the hotel Amour, um, three or four years ago. I am DJ actually, and uh, I worked with uh, Andre, one of the um, partners at the hotel. And uh, I was DJ for um, one of his uh, clubs called Le Baron. It was really famous in uh, in Paris, in France. And so we started to work together and uh, with um, another partner called Emmanuel and. Uh, I think we have the same same taste, the same taste for the music. So it was really easy to uh, to find the uh, the perfect vibe for everyone. <laughs>
10: And, you know, Eddie, I was going to ask because actually you guys released an album and a vinyl of the compilation, which I think is a fantastic idea because then people, you know, they can go home and, and have the same vibe they had when they stayed at Hotel Zamur. Tell me about the idea. Did you came up with the idea? Did the hotel ask you to do this compilation? Because I think it's great. We start to do some events in Nice at the
2: beach. We organize some gigs and, uh, and party. We tried to do something in Paris like that for party uh, outside the hotel, and then we uh, we work with a uh, with a team and uh, someone told uh, told us, oh maybe we can we can do a record, and uh, everyone was huh what, a record for what, and then we have the, the reflection uh, together and uh, and it was okay, let's try to do to do something. At the beginning uh, when, when we start to work on this competition, nobody uh, was sure to do that and we start to work so uh, I try to to find the the good songs and uh, and we arrive at the end and uh, but uh, it was random at the beginning and uh, and then we uh, we finished the, the disc.
7: I
10: love it. I like some randomness sometimes <laughs> and yeah, it was totally random. Is there any particular music genre that you think works very well in this context of being the soundtrack of a hotel and its restaurants, uh, or are you quite flexible actually <laughs> with not so the... Really flexible, but uh, but it depends the times. It depends
2: what can I uh, can I listen. At this time, I'm in love with Lana Del Rey. I have uh, an obsession with uh, with his new album, so I think today I have. Uh, listen three or four times uh, the album today. So at the end, if you come uh, at the hotel next week, for sure you will have a uh, Lana Del Rey song. And uh, and for sure it will be perfect. And you know, it depends uh, the times uh, and a lot of things. Um, I think two weeks ago, I was like uh, in my home and uh, I, uh, I don't know why I, uh, I found a song uh, from uh, Frankie Valley and I was like, wow, it's perfect. I need to, uh, to have this song on the on the playlist at the hotel, and it works.
6: Ah!
0: that was the voice of Fernando Augusto Pacheco and Eddie from Les Hôtels Amours, He's wonderful. I feel like I've gone on holiday to Paris and the Côte d'Azur in one short four-minute feature there, Fernando. Um, I like the sound of what he was proposing as well and the way that his kind of curatorial mind works. It's quite selfish in a good way. It's, this is what I like and this is what's going to be on the hotel. And that's what might end up on the compilation at the end of the year, right? It's, it's He's taken the middleman out.
10: Selfish works, I think, musically yeah. sometimes, Rob, because if you try to appeal to everyone... It's not going to be as good sometimes, you know. Sometimes you just have to take a risk. But I mean, with Frankie Valli, you're not taking a risk. I think <laughs> that's really. that's a pretty safe bet, right? Yeah, yeah it is.
0: <laughs> but I like the way that we've gone. We've got Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons and Nana Del Rey, presumably on the same day's choices in the in the hotel, whether you're in uh, Nice or in Paris, that might rock up on this compilation. It's not necessarily about brilliant taste, or rather, not self-consciously good taste. It's stuff I like, which and is good. right?
10: May I review something on her? Because we're talking here that you do like this ballet. Eric, mildly cheesy sound from the early noughties. I like yeah, that. Yeah, the
0: kind of chill out stuff in the 90s. It's fine by me. I mean,
10: it's summer. <laughs> we want that a little bit, right?
0: Yeah. And and it's, uh, and it's what about, how do you judge that as part of a ho- hotel chain or a hotel's brand because it's kind of important and we all want to take something, we all take a pebble from the beach, we all take a memory and if you can recreate those things in the most redolent way possible perhaps with a musical soundtrack, it's powerful isn't it?
10: It's very powerful and I think more hotels should do that in my opinion. I think it's such a great idea and again I think it's nice to have the element of surprise as well because of course we need the Frankie of the world but also something that perhaps people don't know and you might learn, you know maybe you do your Shazam there at the hotel and learn, oh I don't know this band, you know it happens to me yeah. in some of my
0: favorite places and it's nice as well also in France you know there is that a healthy cultural protectionism going on so you will definitely uncover some probably previously unheard French artists and French tracks as well which is all good stuff all good stuff to have in your DJ quiver right
10: absolutely and, and inspiration for monocle radio as I was well, gonna I say, to say yeah
0: because the monocle 24 monocle radio I should say calling it by its old name whoops <laughs> is sounding in fine fettle Fernando and for as we said we set you up for this but you're the man behind the music on the station as well so as Eddie's kind of slightly solipsistic approach selfish approach to programming has it rubbed off on you or did yours rub off on him well to be
10: honest i think we're quite similar in that way and some of my colleagues said perhaps i had too much brazilian music but i don't see the problem with that rob <laughs> is there a problem really
0: i'm getting no eye rolls from the control room <laughs> so i think i think it's a yes <laughs> good <laughs> um Faye, thank you as ever lovely to hear your voice uh, on the concierge That is it for today's programme. My thanks to our panel, Theodora Minderhood and Fernando Augusto Pacheco. Our producer was Tom Webb, our researcher, Monica Lillis, our studio manager, Callum McLean. If you have a question for the concierge, do drop us an email on concierge at monocle.com. And join us next time when we'll be riding on Europe's oldest alpine railway, amongst other things. I've been Robert Bound. Thank you very much for tuning in and happy travels.